The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Chris Bosch is an Olympic gold medalist, a two-time NBA champion, an 11-time NBA all-star. He is number one at Miami Heat, and he always will be, because they retired that jersey. He's probably got it in a frame or something in his house. He was part of the 2008 Olympics US team that they called the Redeem Team, along with players like Kobe Bryant, a young LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, I mean, it could go on, Carmelo Anthony. Chris is a family man. He's a basketball legend, and also he's a pretty inspirational talker. So, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I have no complaints, man. I'm doing great. Um, everything is great. So let's talk about the Olympics, that Redeem team. The name comes before the gold medal, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, but being amongst, you know, just such amazing talent, like what's it like being on the plane What's it like going to an Olympics with, you know, all that in mind? I was more worried about playing. Everybody was all in because uh, we had been embarrassed in the last two competitions. The um, the uh, 2004 Olympics and the 2006 World Championships. We fell short there, too. And I was on the 06 team. And, uh, yeah, we lost to Greece. And. I mean, when you lose a basketball game as Team USA, it's very, it's very embarrassing, you know, and um, it, it was automatically known. I mean, just like you were saying, the Redeem team, we were already we already had the name coming into the whole thing, you know, so it, it was just a very serious atmosphere. I do remember that, um, you know, how much pressure it was on us um, and, yeah, not not that. It was a it was a bit of a different team in 06. But yeah, the last time Team USA uh, went out there, yeah, we had a, a bronze medal and no disrespect to the bronze medal. It's not the same as gold or even silver. It's just like it's a little I don't know. It's a little darker. <laughs> the bronze, you'll be happy. You'll be happy with it till you see the gold and the silver like, ah oh, man, this this one is OK, you know, but. It, it it was it was a very serious uh, situation, and so and and then even within that, for me, I was just trying to get some playing time. You know, uh, we had such a stacked team; it was, we were very very young, uh, but very talented. Um, and I just wanted to play. Um, in '06, I didn't feel that I had really played to my potential, and um, and and I wanted to be a more of a team player. And do whatever the team needed. And um, I had been humbled in that aspect. And, you know, we had Kobe, man. You know, um, you know, one, you can't let him down. He hadn't won a gold medal. And, I mean, he was he was serious from the jump, you know. So the, the tone was set. And it was just it was just always serious. So just making the team, you wear it with pride. And then for me, I wanted to play minutes. You know, I wanted to, to earn my minutes out there. I think one of the best moments from the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, was those moments in Barcelona at the 1992 Olympics. It was all kind of strangely intimate. And I think, well, I think you could tell that they were having fun as well. And uh, so it was kind of interesting to hear you say, 
just how serious it was back in 2008. So was like, was there time for fun or was it all strictly business? It, it wasn't all business. We did have fun. I don't want, I, I definitely, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want it to make it, you know, make it seem like we didn't have fun. You have to have fun. If you're not having fun, the pressure's not going anywhere. So you can have fun and have pressure on you or not have fun and have pressure on you. We definitely, definitely uh, had a good time um, in the seriousness. But, you know, that's why we work so hard. I mean, even in the practices, um, I mean, yeah, car games, classic nights on car games. Um, you know, it was just, you know, the the captain of the team, Jason Kidd and uh, Kobe Bryant, they were, you know, they were a different generation and they were the the more grown men at the time. Uh, we were like the youngsters. So, you know, <laughs> the youngsters would just kind of go off and we'd have our own thing. And, and you know, the older, more savvy veterans, they had uh, their thing going. But as a team, uh, when we got on that court, it was, uh, it was all business. Respect, friendship, these are sort of like Olympic values, basically. And I, um, I think that team especially had like a lot of pressure, not only to win, but to win in a style that was uh, kind of befitting. You know, they had to, 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 to win like a moral win as well as kind of the gold medal. They couldn't fight dirty, you know? So, I, I mean, that adds a, a, a different element to it. I, I guess when you start stood on the podium, knowing that you've contributed to that success, it's a nice feeling, right? Oh, no, it always is. Um, it's always very tough to sacrifice. I mean, you know, look, we have to sacrifice um, to be a part of a team. I don't care what team you're on. I don't care if it's making podcasts or, you know, cleaning floors. You know, it takes a team effort to do things. And um, in the midst of all that, people have to sacrifice. Um, some people in basketball terms, uh, sometimes it's minutes. Uh, sometimes it's shot attempts. Sometimes, you know, it's attention. You have to give up attention to go and play. And, you know, these are all things that uh, your ego doesn't like and will naturally kind of be a thing you have to fight. And, and not to say that you lose every battle, but it's to say that people that, you know, overcome things to, to, to get a team win, it's, um, it's something to be said about that. You know, because your feelings are your feelings and yeah, you're going to want more shots. I want more responsibility. I want to play more. Everybody wants to play. Um, and it wasn't necessarily like that for me uh, in particular. I knew that, OK, I'm OK. I can average 20 plus points a game as an all star in my regular, normal NBA basketball life. This game is different. We're going for a gold medal. And I've got, let me see, okay, I'm playing with Kobe, Bron, D-Wade, and Melo. Yeah, I'm probably not going to get that many shots. So let me get the hell out the way, move over here, and when they double them, I'll be open. <laughs> you know, so, and it takes, because <clears throat> most of the time guys just say, hey, give me the ball, because I'm, you know, I can make something happen for you, as opposed to, you know, being the receiver of the playmaker. So, you know, it's it's always a fine line with the balance. And I'm just lucky, you know, lucky for me that year. I um, I recognized it and um, was able to contribute, 
and um, really, really have more of a focus on the defensive end and, 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 you know, really just give them space on offense. I think it takes a special person to be able to be both of, put both of those different hats on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like the alpha, the alpha hat and the support, you know, it's like, it's that, that it's like hard to take them off, you know? Yeah. Oh no. Especially that alpha hat. It's hard to take it. It gets stuck on there really good. It's like, hold up, really take it off. Come on, pull, <laughs> get that hat off, you know, and, and you'll be trying to get it off yourself. Just, uh, I can't. You know, and I mean, it's always this perception when you put that alpha hat on, if you will, that even if you do fail, you can have another turn and another turn and another turn because I'm the alpha. Nobody's going to say anything. And but when you're, you know, to put on that team hat, it's uh, you think it's an illusion that it's a lesser role. And it's really not. It's actually more challenging, you know, because there's always this perception that you could. I don't know, do something without trying. Like, oh man, they should give me the ball down the stretch. And <laughs> okay, hey man, we've got these really good players and you know, they're really good with the ball too. So it can change from night to night. Being this is just my opinion. You know, this is just my um, thing with me because I was able to be the man, quote unquote, and average all the points and get all the rebounds. To okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a back seat and I'm a I'm gonna support the team in this context. That was a true challenge. Now, granted, you know, and you know, we were successful in it. Um, that's why I'm so glad that it worked. You know, uh, but yeah, man, I was always constantly fighting the feelings of wanting to be the best or wanting to say, hey, man, guys, I can I can do this too. I'm pretty good too. You know, you especially I guess for me it came on at an early age and you know on the flip side if someone is always like a great supporter but now you've got to be that leader that person it's like no 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 look look what they did no it was you (laughs) come on you did it yeah come on (laughs) and it's okay but you know one thing that never changes is the work that continues to have to be done. And and I think those are great aspects in a leader, somebody that wants to give credit to the team effort, you know, and not let the thing of the best in the room kind of get to them, you know, because you still, even if you're the best, you got to have pretty good people to your left and your right if you want to do anything, right? So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how I see it. So where is the medal? Is it in the safe with the ring? It actually is. You hit it on the nose. <laughs> it is in the safe with the ring. You hit it on the nose, man. I take it out every now and then to look at it. And, um, I w- you know, it's, it's always a surreal thing. I was such a, an Olympic watcher as a child, you know, and I'm not just talking basketball. I'm, I'm watching badminton. I'm watching gym, I'm watching athletics. I'm watching gymnasts. That's the first two weeks and the athletics the last two weeks. See, I know the schedule, you know, uh, since I was a child. And to be able to have that experience um, and actually get the thing, you know, and have it. Swimming, I watch swimming, diving, <clears throat> equestrian. I watch it all. You know, it was just as... It was just a spirit about the games and to actually 
you know, get it. I look at it every now and then. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's actually, you know, the more the more I get removed from it, from it the, uh, the more amazing the story is. So after some pretty, well, serious medical issues, you eventually retired in 2019. And I went back, watched it actually. Um, the ceremony that Miami Heat put on for you to retire the number one jersey. But I just wanted to ask, like, how do you shut the door on uh, the career? It wasn't a choice walking away from basketball when you did. And how tough was that mentally? Um, I mean, it was difficult. Um, first and foremost, uh, not being able to play the game and the sport and the job that I love the most ever. You know, basketball was pretty much my first love. And, you know, um, despite being able to play um, the length that I played, I, at the time I was, uh, I felt that, you know, I was still an all-star. Um, you know, I still felt that year that we could compete for championships. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of like an unfinished chapter. Uh, I didn't get to even get to, nope, don't even, nope, you're done, you know, and which is fine. Um, but in, you know, in retrospect, yeah, I was uh, still on top of my game and, you know, figuring life after LeBron and trying to reestablish myself as a figure in the game of basketball, even more so than I had already done. You know, and um, I was really, really looking forward to that portion of my career. And, you know, it never even really got off the ground, you know. Um, uh, but that, that's just to say how difficult it was um, in the first couple of years, how automatic, you know, how automatically trained I was to live in that life. Me realizing that, yeah, I have been doing this since I was 19 years old. And man, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> I haven't done anything else, you know, and and really just getting into real life. You know, um, I have five children um, that um, that was just like, a you know, small um, things that you have to get used to. You know, you don't even realize how much how noisy they are and how much like they like to play. And then they, once they figured out I was home every day, oh, it was dad, 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 you know, and and that's a huge responsibility. And it takes time to kind of adjust to that. But it's kind of I had the one day I was playing and the next day I wasn't, you know. So, <clears throat> you know, after getting through that, you know, I always I eventually came and saw the, the great career and came to appreciate um, the great career that I had. And as opposed to soaking because my fixation on how it should have been, you know, there's no, there's no, it's not going to be, you're not going to walk off a sunset in the, with a championship. Rarely happens. We can count on a hand how many times that guy's happened and nobody could name him. You know, so I just, I just, you know, come to grips with that and just pour my, I just started pouring myself into my family and, and the next thing and trying to figure those things out. Nah, I think that's ultimate respect for doing that. I think it's, it's it, you know, there's one thing being able to do it, but being actually showing up and doing the things that you've been doing over the, you know, the past few years with, the, you know, the traveling, the family, making the music, you know, um, all the campaigning that you've done. Uh, I think 
just showing up is evidence in itself. No, yeah, and sometimes, sometimes you just got to show up, right? I mean, you might not feel the best. You know, you might not be in the best place, but get out of bed and go to the gym. Just get in there, you know, or get in the office and I don't know, just just go to the thing, go to the meeting. Because, you know, just that in in itself is kind of um, one kind of, a, 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 you know, a kind of a thing to symbolize hope for yourself. And two, you know, just I always like the mental toughness aspect. You know, it's very important um, to have mental toughness and be prepared to go through hard things, you know, and, and then even then it's going to be harder than that. So, you, you know, you just have to you have to persevere and just fight through things, I think, um, sometimes. And that was definitely one of the big challenges for me. And it still is a challenge to this day. I mean, I'm not going to say that um, I don't wish I played basketball anymore. Do I miss it? Yeah, sure. You know, um, I see these guys playing now and I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not running up and down that fast anymore. I'm not doing that. You know, I know how hard because every time every year, you know, especially with Bron winning last year, Chris, do you miss it? Do you want to win another? I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't. You don't know how hard it is to even get a chance to get to that point, let alone win it. I don't want to do that work right now. It's, I, I'm, I'm in a flow doing my other hard work. <laughs> If I hurt my knee, I'll mess up my real job, you know? <laughs> I want to talk to you a bit about basketball in Africa as well. And you went to Ghana, right? In South yeah. Africa? I started traveling with the NBA, man, back in 2010. Uh, went to South Africa for the first time in 2010. Uh, with Basketball Without Borders. Then I approached, uh, later on in my career, approached them about being a national uh, ambassador uh, for the game. I went to India, um, went to South Africa again. Of course, that's always, you know, a huge uh, place. Went to Ghana uh, back in 2000, about 12, no, no, 2014. And then um, we went to Senegal this past, uh, last summer, no, the summer, golly, <laughs> summer 2019 is <laughs> getting crazy. But we, yeah, we've always, um, you know, just um, one, um, it, it, it changed my life going to Africa, just seeing, to be honest with you, the tremendous poverty that was there or that is there. Um, I made it a point not to complain ever again in my life. After seeing that, totally changed my life. Um, and then I just, and then the kids, you know, and, and I have dear friends that came from the Basketball Without Borders Africa program, you know, and it's like, wow, you talk to these guys and they have stories and see where they came from. It's, you know, you see how special that is. And those guys come back to help out and inspire the youth over there. And, you know, so just that alone, you know, um, it made me excited about just spreading the game of basketball because I know how much it's done for me. And so that's why we started going over there because in, in, the, in the youth over there, I mean, you want to see a guy like get better in two days. I've never seen anything like it over there. 
a guy that, yeah, he could play, but he's never really played. Two, three days later, he's, he can, he, yeah, he can play in college basketball right now, you know? <laughs> so, you know, just being able to take part in um, the leadership. Um, Amadou Fall is a tremendous uh, figure over there and always has been. I've been knowing him since I was a teenager um, to just see the work uh, that he's helped put in and what they have grown grown over there. It's, uh, it's been tremendous. It got me thinking, though, when I see you on these trips and, and uh, as a person who's been, you know, force-fed soccer, football, like it or, or not as well, it is probably the globe's top, top sport, um, you know, in terms of popularity. But, you know, you see those projects that uh, the NBA is doing it's catching up, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, soccer, I think soccer has pretty much laid the ground for popularity. Pretty much maybe for human history as long as we can record. And I mean, I'm one of those guys. Look, there's always room for two or three or four. It's infinite space. And look, I've 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 seen some of my buddies and talked to some of my buddies. A lot of soccer fans go to basketball games too. The, the same, the you know what I mean? Like it's it's rowdy in the basketball games. <laughs> you know, and you know if you go to a Lithuanian basketball game, it's like oh boy, Ooh. <laughs> you know they're passionate. But you know, um, I, I think. Um, and that was one of the cool things. And, you know, unfortunately, um, having a pandemic, um, you know, slowing all the plans down. But that was one of the um, things that I was very interested in is seeing how leagues across um, the world continue to develop with Africa um, potentially having a league this year. I don't you know, you know, Corona came and, and it is what it is. So but but the idea is still there and and that just has to get back on track. And, but regardless, I mean, I've had many friends to go and play overseas in different countries, Israel, Spain, Italy, um, Russia, you know, and have these ex international experiences and, and make a living for themselves and provide for their families and create wealth for their families back home. Um, and, and to do that, playing a game of basketball, you know, and I always had respect and appreciation for those guys that made the choice to say, okay, I'm leaving home. I'm going over there. I'm going to pursue my professional basketball dream because if they're paying to play, I'm going, you know, and, and um, that's not an easy thing to do. But I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to continue to grow. And, and, you know, I love the sport and I want as many people to play sports as possible. So it's never an either or. I'm the guy you eventually have to choose. But for now, you can play both if you want to or – you know, play what you play. If you love basketball, play basketball. If you love soccer or football, do it. <laughs> twenty twenty has been such a challenge for everybody mentally, especially. I feel like, uh, but we've been asking people like kind of to what they've been grateful for over the period, and you know, trying to show some gratitude. So, what have you been grateful for? I've been grateful for my family. Uh, my children um, and just being able to be in the situation to uh, be on top of each other <laughs> really to I told you I got five kids you know it can get kind of hectic in the house sometimes it's, it's always lively and full of energy um, but to learn to coexist um, 
you know, learning how to be uh, a father, you know, just every day coming to the coming to the dad bull, you know, coming to the dad thing and figuring out what I need to do that day or how to, you know, be an inspiration to my kids and my family. Um, I think that's what I've been grateful for. It's uh, it's been such a um, such a change for everybody. Um, even if you move around, you didn't move around like you did before. Everything is different and we acknowledge that. But, you know, just to be able uh, to be there for my children, set that example and just, you know, every day, just try to have a good day. You know, even even with everything going on outside, just try to have a good day and and try to have a good mind frame. I think I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, tremendously appreciative for that. Yeah, it's it's something you've got to kind of like actively go and seek out, I think gratitude and it's oh for sure you got to remind yourself you got to remind yourself every day don't don't be that guy don't be that guy don't be the guy that's like oh 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 yeah okay i get it i want to be like that too but not today man (laughs) you know let's (laughs) let's be grateful and i think i said i like how you said that because i was i I think i said the same thing uh a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago with a friend of mine you know i said man everybody's like oh 2020 oh so, you know what? Let's find something good to think about 2024, man, because everybody can complain about 2020. You know, who's going to be the people to separate themselves and say, hey, 2020 was good because and this is what we're going to do to get better. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. Challenge time. Well, look, I've got, uh, to finish off, I've got uh, uh, three questions. I've called it true or bosh. Okay. And I have three <laughs> three uh, potentially false things. Uh, and I want to know whether it's true or, or bosh, i.e. false. Bosch is a Dutch painter from the 1400s. Dutch painter from the 1400s? Man, I... I, it, it is a tough one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's true. Bring it in. It is true. Hieronymus Bosch. I actually, I actually saw his story. I wanted to recommend it. It's, it's, it's really kind of, it's weird. It's really. You know that name comes from that area. That's the only way I could even guess right. Bish bash Bosch is British slang for completing a job with extreme efficiency. That's true. It is true. Bish bash bosh. That is. Can, can, can you do it in a British accent? Bish bash bosh. <laughs> Bish bash bosh before tea. Bosh is the most viewed vegan recipe channel on YouTube. True or false? That's. Oh man, that's false. I'm sorry, Chris, but it's true. It's actually a very relaxing watch. <laughs> I should have just kept it going. Uh, stay high. I am a true man. I'm true to my beliefs. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've learned. I've laughed. I mean, what more do you want? That's um, it's it's been great, man. So I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. No problem at all, man. I appreciate you. And uh, man, thank you. And hopefully, uh, the 2021 Olympics goes goes off without a hitch. I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed. I hope the athletes can compete. Olympic Channel Podcast. An absolutely huge thank you to Chris Bosch for coming on the podcast. So many life lessons in that episode. What 
a pleasure. I would love to hear what you think. Take a screenshot, make sure you mention Olympic Channel and Chris Bosch and get that up on your Instagram story. If you want to give me a mention, I'm Eddie Knowles with an I and an E. You can find us too on Twitter. We are Olympic Channel across all social platforms. All right then, that's it for now. Stay safe, stay stronger together and we will see you very, very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.